The Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a nice, wonderful Monday morning in the Hill Country, in the middle of the winter of the Hill Country of Texas. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Matt Long. It is, uh, if you're a regular listener, you know that every Monday on here, when possible, we have Angela Smith on the program with us in the studio here. Angela is the founder of the, uh, is one of the three founders of the Fredericksburg Tea Party on April 15th. 2009 that is exactly right and um i was that was that a lunch type thing did it was the middle of the day wasn't it middle of the day uh rally uh at market plots in Fredericksburg. yes uh we brought 700 hot dogs and gave every one of them away okay and i didn't eat one covered up i brought my own lunch you brought your own lunch. i I sat down with a box lunch and I sat down to, next to two strangers named Judy and Jerry. Wow. No yes. way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I laugh yeah. because 13 years later, we're, yeah, we're, they're, they're stalwarts. Absolutely. Are you and, um, Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I didn't, uh, for some reason, that just popped into my head oh because my I, visual, I remember sitting down because I had my, my box lunch with me, and I remembered probably Judy saying, you know they had free food. You know they had hot dogs here. I can't remember. And I said, "Yeah, I know, but I'm a I'm a brown bagger." And uh, yeah, yeah. And then I went that afternoon down to San Antonio, where mm-hmm. there was a huge rally. Yes. With Glenn Beck and Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. And by the way, oh yeah. If you didn't listen, if you were listening on Friday, I found out that Harley knows Ted, and so. I told people on Friday that during Harley's show on Monday, they needed to start sending him texts and messages to tell him to get Ted into the studio with Matt. So I don't know if that happened today, but I'm sure over a long weekend, a lot of people just forgot that. So um, so tomorrow... I'm not going to forget that tidbit of information. I'm yeah. just going to tell you. I'm filing that right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so tomorrow, you know, Harley's on from 6 to 9 every day. You could call him or not, text him better. He doesn't like calls unless he asks for them, and I get it. So you could text him 8338-BUNKER, 8338-BUNKER in the morning between 6 and 9 and just say, you know, give oh, give give uh, give that young upstart uh, Matt Long, uh, do him a little bit, a little favor, and uh, get, get hook him up with Ted. Let's get Uncle Ted in Uncle here. Uncle Ted. So um, anyway, yeah, so I got to see, that was uh, April 15th, 2009, we got to see uh, Ted and uh, Glenn Beck, and, and Ted played the uh, uh, the national anthem, and it was a, an amazing rally. I saw pictures of it. I was going through my pictures last week, and I ran across the file that was April of 2009, mm-hmm. and I'm really sad that I did not get a picture, a selfie in there. 
Um, but uh, we didn't know anything about selfies. We back didn't then, in two thousand nine. No, we weren't I, doing selfies yet. I got some great pictures of the stage and the crowds, and it was a massive crowd down there. I was there too. You were there too. I left and and went there too. All right. Yeah. See, can you believe that? There we that? go. And um, did we? Did we even? I think the. We didn't even know each other. No, then. we didn't know each other at all. It wasn't until right before the Fourth of July that mm-hmm. you called me. You called me. I called you. Yes. All right. And I got and I was cleaning. I was cleaning house. Okay. <laughs> and we had this long hour long conversation. We did beds and and did uh, things. Dusted and we just talked and talked and talked. Yes, we did. And you were so polite. And I I was sitting on the porch. I was not working while we were talking. So there we go. Well, all you this. Know me. Here we are, folks. This is now, how many years later? Thir- 13. 13 years later. Had to take my boots off to count that high. Now it's 13 years later. Here we are. We're still fighting the fight. Do you feel like in uh, 13 years? By the way, folks, I am going to get to the calendar, but this is all just happening right out of my head. Have we made progress in 13 years? Do you think your time that you've spent doing what you're doing over the last 13 years has paid off? Most definitely. Most yes. definitely. Yes. We've had some major victories. Have we had a lot of major victories? Look, Matt, uh, I wouldn't say we've had a lot in the in the headlines, mm-hmm. but we are the ones that are holding back the tsunami. That's yes. a victory in of itself every single day. Yep. Every one of us that stands up and tries yes. to hold it back is going to make a little bit of a difference. Yes. Let's get to the calendar, and then I want to talk about this weekend. We had a, a political leadership training this weekend that was absolutely amazing. Many uh, sacred cows were sacrificed. Um, we we should be having barbecue today because there's so many dead <laughs> sacred cows out there. I guess we could go along with our cold meatloaf sandwiches. So, um, yeah, maybe a little too early for that joke. Sorry about that. Um <laughs> Um, so on the calendar, we've got some block walking going today. Um, it, uh, if you're in Fredericksburg, it says if there is no rain. And so last I checked, uh, no rain. I had some wet, uh, I had some wet spots and some, uh, tiny little, uh, puddles out in my yard this morning, but it didn't wake me up. I think we got a, a spritz or a sprinkle last night. Um, but if there's no rain, January 24th, Monday at one o'clock. A one o'clock today, block walking in Fredericksburg. And uh, you need to get yourself down to um, the uh, temporary Republican headquarters at six, uh, about 600 uh, West Main. Six, it's 616, 616 West mm-hmm. Main. Oh, there it is, right in front of me. 616 West Main. And uh, they're going to be taking off block walking uh, at one o'clock from there. They have some real block walking pros. If you've never done this, uh, what's the what's the gal's name? Um, Corrine. Corrine. Corrine is a pro, and um, this woman is a block walking machine. If you want to learn how to do that, this is your opportunity. One o'clock today, and it says if no rain. Uh, otherwise, so I guess if it's raining, it's going to be tomorrow at nine thirty. So uh, there we go. That's where we're at. Looking on down the calendar this week, Thursday the 27th, Thursday the 27th, Liberty in Action, Young Adults, Young Adults, 
um, in uh, Kerrville. They're going to be meeting at the at the Pint and Plow at six o'clock this Thursday night. Yes, you heard me right. There are young conservatives in the hill country. Oh my goodness! And many of them are very very fired up. And so, listen, these guys are ready to get to work and. Um, Liberty in Action, Young Adults, 6 o'clock this Thursday at the Pint and Plow. And then going on out in the calendar. Oh, whoops, we got to get to tonight first. Yes. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Right here in Kerrville. Right here in Kerrville. Tonight, the Kerr County Patriots are going to be meeting at 451 Guadalupe Street at 6 o'clock. Wes Verdell is going to be there. Yes. Folks, we're going to talk more about the uh, Verdell uh, Murr um uh, race today um you might be surprised at uh the money behind murr we want to talk about that today and some other things but west verdell um needs to be your next representative from kerr county there's no doubt about it we'll get into some of those details probably in uh after the bottom of the hour tonight but if you want to meet wes verdell tonight at six o'clock at 451 guadalupe street and we're running away behind, and everything else on my calendar is not for another week and a half out. So we're going to grab a random, and I mean random, I am opening up the book, and uh, here we go. Random Poor Richard, 1741. Um, <laughs> no wood without bark. No wood without bark. <laughs> All right, y'all help me with that one. I think I see where Ben is going. That's what happens when you randomly grab a Ben Franklin saying. <laughs> y'all stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Uh, thanks for staying tuned. I have uh, uh, Angela Smith in the studio with us today. Angela, 20 days left until oh primary God. voting starts. 20 days, that's it. 20 days. All right, everyone out there, you heard it. Election. We, we're gonna, this is a primary election. Yes. An election. You need to go vote. 90% of Texans, 90% of Republicans do not vote in this election. 90 per, you know, I always turn it the other way. I always say, you know, our average turnout is 8 to 10% in a, in a primary. Sure. I think we need to be saying it the other way around. 90% of Republicans are not going to vote in the upcoming primary in the state of Texas. And they wonder why things are the way they are. They wonder exactly. You know, this I, is the chance to get rid of the so-called Republicans that aren't doing what you guys think they're supposed to be doing. That's why we are where we are, because we own Texas. Yeah. We own the governor's seat. We own the House and we own the Senate. I keep telling everybody that. Why don't you have what you want? Because you keep sending the same old Republican dudes and gals back that aren't going to do the job you you want them to do. This yeah. is your chance to change that. This they, election is it. They they haven't done it. They're not going to do it. No. If they've been there for six or eight years and you don't see them as a champion for conservative right. issues, 
not just, well, I vote right every time. But a ch- folks, are we at the point where it's just I'm going to quietly vote for the right thing? I don't think anybody in this listening audience believes this. Are we ready to stand up and scuffle? I'm, it, it, are we? Join the scuffle. Join the scuffle. <laughs> Join the are scuffle. ready? Are we ready to be out and be scrappers? Or are we just going to be those nice, lovey little Republicans that we get along with everybody? We don't want to step on anyone's no. toes, so we're going to give. A third of the committee seats to Democrats. Right. That would be done by a man by the name of Dade Phelan. Pay attention. His name is going to come up a lot today. All right? Pay attention. Dade Phelan is the speaker of his house. We're going to get back to that. Save that one. Dade Phelan is responsible solely, and I say this without exaggeration, responsible for what came out of the house in the last session. And during all the four special sessions. The three. The three. Three specials. The three specials. And the fact that the Democrats did not get punished. You know? Now, we don't get to vote on Dade Phelan, but we get to vote on those who support him. And we're going to do some exposing of that over here before the primary voting starts in 20 days. Before we, And I'm going to save that for the bottom of the hour because I'm so excited to tell you all a story. If you... Um, have been listening any time over the last month or maybe even a little bit further, but I know I've been stressing it more in the last month about getting out of your comfort zone. That's something we've been talking about a lot on this program. And I always use the example of block walking and door knock or and phone banking, right? That's right, especially when we're in campaign season. We're in campaign season and... My attitude at the beginning on phone calling was, I hate getting those phone calls. I'm not even, I don't even want to be the one that instigates them. Right. (laughs) Right? And so, and that was my attitude. And so I stretched myself and I went against what I, my comfort zone. And I went in and I remember looking at that first page of phone numbers and I had, I don't know, eight or 10 pages in front of me. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I'd already committed to two hours <laughs> in that little ratty gas station on the corner of 16 and Lincoln. Right. right. This That's is for right. Biederman's campaign in uh, uh, six years ago. And so I went in there and I sat down. It was a stretch door knocking was a stretch that was not going up to a stranger's door and knocking on the door is that a stretch it's a stretch yeah it's a, is it's a stretch for it's you a stretch. Even. yes it is it, it it really is and so this is where if we're going to make a change we're going to have to move outside of our comfort zone the 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 problem of where we are today as a country as a state and even as a city, in fact, I think it's more important at the city level that you get out of your comfort zone. Because at the city level, when you start standing up for um, conservatism at the city level or the Constitution at the city level, you're having to stand up in front of and maybe even sometimes against people that you know, your friends, people you go to church with. And that's when it gets a little hairier. It does. It, it does. I, I, I would agree with that. But like you said, Matt, you know, if not not now, when, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to have to stretch ourselves. We can stay friends and right. friendly right. with people that we don't 
that maybe don't agree with us that the Constitution is the founding document of this country, and that's where we that's what we stand on, and we don't have any business uh, attacking it. Mm-hmm. We can stay friendly with with those folks. We can. That's a stretch. It's a stretch, but you can do it. So you're all adults. We're all. That's right. We're all grown. <laughs> so I have a story, a brag story. Um, I had, if you were listening last week, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, I called for some, I think it was last Monday. I said, I need some volunteers to help me on Saturday with the um, political uh, leadership training class that we were doing. And I got about five volunteers, which was great. I Honestly, I think I needed like three, right? I really needed mm-hmm. three. I got five. It was great. The couple that uh, Susan and Home who took care of our snacks and our coffee and all that. They were, man, they handled that amazingly well. They did. And uh, so one of the other volunteers, and I'm going to go ahead and use her name, was Tracy. And Tracy said, I'll do the check-in. And um, so I said, great. And uh, when I sat my laptop down in front of her, she said, you know, I've never really used a laptop. And I didn't pay attention to what she had said. But anyway, we'll get that that'll that'll be the end of the story. So, she checks everybody in by logging, she's logged into the website for the uh, center, what is it? Um the uh, uh here we go, the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. She's logged in there. She's filling this out, she's typing it and getting everybody checked in. Everybody got checked in really well, moved very quickly. Um and um then we let's see. I believe Kathy Lux helped her with name tags. Yes. And uh, and so they moved. People came in. They moved right through checking in. And then there was some data entry that need to be done because some of us out there just can't follow directions. And so the forms and that they were asked to fill out before class started, a handful of them had not filled them out. And so we had to get them to fill it out. And then Tracy had to do all the data entry. Right. To me, no big deal. Angela, would that have been a big deal to you if someone said, hey, sit over here, do some data entry right, online? Right, no, I would have probably jumped in and, and figured it out. And figured and, it out, and, no know, big deal. Not a big deal, no. I've done some of that, yes. So we ran into Tracy yesterday, my wife did, and uh, I had been bragging on Tracy to my wife at the end of the day. And Tracy comes up to my wife yesterday in church, and my wife passes on all my bragging about Tracy. Had she done an excellent job? And Tracy looked at my wife and said, I've never done anything like that, ever. She'd not ever done data entry, had not done, was not a person that gets on the computer every single day. Wow. None of that. Wow. Yeah. I didn't hear a squeak from her, not the whole day. When she got there and said, what am I going to do? I said, here, sit here. Here's my uh, laptop. I want you to check. Here, here's the website. Here's where you check everybody in. And she goes, okay. She, she without a squeak, without a word, without a complaint, moved so far out of her comfort zone. Oh, yeah. That it blew my, I didn't even know it. In fact, when Gail was telling me the story last night, I got to feeling bad that I had not even asked Tracy, is this something you've uh, is this something you're familiar with? Is this something I didn't even ask her because Tracy stood up, she raised her hand and she said, "I'll do that. I'll help." She didn't 
complain. She didn't try to get out of it. She didn't do anything. What she told my wife yesterday was, yeah, when I realized what I was going to be doing, she said, all I could think to do was pray. And she said, God, get me through this. God, help me figure this out. Help me learn how to do this. And she did it all and got it done. And none of us ever even knew that she was so outside of her comfort zone as to blow us all out of the water. I, my, I, I'm telling you, Tracy, I, I don't know if you're listening or not, but, but girl, you, you, you have been the most impressive person in the conservative movement here locally that I have met in a long, long time. I'd have to agree, Matt. I would definitely have to agree because, you know, we, you know how we get the excuses. I've oh, never yeah. done that. I don't know how to do that. Uh, you know. My grandkids are going to be here. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And, you know, we, we understand. We've never done half of the stuff that We're we due. do. I've never done radio until they brought me in here and sat me down. Harley did about three years ago on a Saturday and said, here, try this. Stuck a microphone in your face and yeah. headphones and said, and then, he's, and then at the end of it on that Saturday show, he goes, man, that was really good. See you in here on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. What is it? How are you going to stretch yourself? How would you hold up to tracing? If, if we ask you to at the next meeting to volunteer and do something and you look down and said, I have never done anything like this in my life would you stop and pray and do your do what you were asked to do or do what you volunteered to do without whining or complaining move so far out of your comfort zone not just going from the you know from the shallow end of the pool down to the you know less shallow or more i I can't even come up with a good analogy. She just jumped into the deep end. She jumped in. She jumped in. <laughs> and she knew that she, and she prayed. She probably, talk about jumping in, she's probably halfway in the air. She's saying, God, help me when I hit the water. <laughs> That's right. And she, and so I, I, I tell you what, Tracy, you're an inspiration to everybody around you and anybody that's listening who's been asked to do something that's not comfortable or has been hearing block walking or door knocking or or phone banking. Going out and finding locations for signs. Gosh, in, do we need that. If if these are things that you go, well, that's not really me. You know, I'm, I'm not good on the I'm not good with talking. Please think of Tracy, jumped in the deep end, said a prayer, Never even let any of us know. That's what I, I put myself in her shoes, and I would have been whining the day. I would have walked in, and I said, "You want me to do what? I've never done that before. You need to find someone else to do this." <laughs> I would have. I so Tracy, man, big pat on the back. I am so proud of you, and will use you as an example of someone who said i'm 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 fed up with all this i don't like where the state's going i don't like where the country's going i don't like where my city's going i don't like where the schools are going but i'm going to get up i'm going to move out of my comfort zone and i'm going to do something so tracy hats off to you 
We need to take a short break, and uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, good old Dade feeling. Y'all stay tuned. Folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, Monday morning, it's Angela Smith. It's the Angela Smith Show with uh, special guest Matt Long. Good morning again, Angela. Good morning, Matt Long. Making a woman feel good. All right. So we have. We want to talk about Dade feeling. We yep. want to talk about how things actually are up at the Capitol. We've had Jonathan Stickland on the air here a couple of times. And he has said, as well as several other uh, legislatures on our side who hopefully will uh, come out um, after their term is over and sit down with us and talk to us, tell us the inside scoop, uh, Mr. Biederman. Looking forward to that visit. Yeah. Um, but um, the House, uh, uh, the Texas House, the Republican Texas House, um, has been controlled by a small cadre of uh, of rhinos, not even rhinos. In fact, it started out with a Democrat who changed his party, didn't? Wasn't Strauss a Democrat? I'm, don't quote me on that. But we we had this coup in the House. Well, he was not a Democrat turned Republican, but remember, he was elected to that position by a a major I think it was a majority, majority of, of Democrats, Democrats actually every pushed Democrat him over the over the top he became the speaker of the house by upsetting a, a good man in that seat um, and he did it by getting the at the time it was a one let's see it was a at the time it was a 50 75 no, my numbers are wrong. What he needed, here we go. What he needed, what date, what uh, uh, Strauss needed was 26 Republicans to gain the speakership. That's all he needed was 26 Republicans. Mm -hmm. The Republicans had a two to one uh, ratio, I remember at the time. So for him to become speaker, it would have been easy to have every Republican vote for him to become speaker, mm -hmm. right? That right. would have been easy. Right. But the Republicans, for one reason or another, did not want to vote for him. He had a handful of them. And so he got every single, and there were 50 Democrats at the time. Now I'm remembering. Okay. And there were 100 Republicans. Okay. Now we're down 14 or 15 from that. But when Strauss got in, it was 100 to 50. It was 2 to mm -hmm. 1. Mm -hmm. So in order to become the Speaker, you need 76 votes. So you got a hundred Republicans. You're a Republican. You want to become the Speaker of the House. You can become the Speaker easily, a Republican Speaker. Joe Strauss did not do that. Right. He got it. And by the way, we're leading up to Dade Phelan, the current Speaker of the House. So mm -hmm. this is not just history. This is building up where we are today. So Strauss gets in Speaker of the Texas House by getting every Democrat to vote for him. Mm -hmm plus 26 Republicans that he very likely promised favors, yes. committee seats, something to. Yes. All right? And he obviously had to promise some of them to the Democrats because you're not going to get every single, listen to me, folks, every single Democrat 
voted for Joe Strauss for the Speaker of the House. He's a Republican. He got 26 Republicans to go along with the 50 Democrats, and he became the Speaker of the Texas House. That's how that happened. It was taken away from a guy named Tom Craddock, who is still serving. I believe he's from the Midland, Odessa area. I was not familiar with Texas politics at the time, but from what I've been told, Tom Craddock was a reasonable speaker mm -hmm. and, and a Republican speaker. He yes. didn't get that office by getting all the Democrats to vote That's for right. him. That's right. All right. So Craddock was a good guy. He was literally thrown out by Joe Strauss. So Joe Strauss then immediately starts gathering up people to enforce his power. And he gets these Republicans who will go, the 26 that went along with him. Right. And they very quickly establish this pattern of that anything that comes out of the House, the only thing that's going to come out of the House is going to come through Joe Strauss and his people. So you learned that year, Joe Strauss's first year, you learned that in order to stay, to have any say in the Texas House, you had to suck up to Joe Strauss. You had to follow his lead on things. You had to vote the way he told you to vote. Um, these, the, Listen, this is not me making this up. This is people who were there on the inside and have told us these stories. They've told them publicly, not just to me, but publicly they told these stories. So this is nothing new. All right? And so in that session with Joe Strauss, and then he gets voted in the next session, by then he had using um, uh, cards, uh, they were, uh, it was like a promissory note. Yes. Strauss would make you turn in a note, a card, a mm -hmm. pledge. Thank mm -hmm. you. That was the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Joe Strauss would make you pledge to vote for him, and he, you would get it in writing. And if you pledged to vote for him, then little favors would come your way. Correct. You would get bill. Maybe you'd get a bill through. Mm -hmm. If Joe Strauss did not approve of you, or if you stood up in any form or fashion against Joe Strauss, you would get buried. You would be on the crappiest committees. You would none of your bills would get through. Even to the it was so well known that none of your bills would get through that small group of people that they had to work within each other. To, they would write a bill. Jonathan Stickland would write a bill, mm -hmm. and Strauss says, I don't care what this bill is. Yeah. You know, it's right. the bill that cures cancer. It came from Jonathan <laughs> Stickland, and he doesn't like me, and he doesn't go along with me, and that bill would never get hurt and uh, never even get off the ground. Mm -hmm. this, this is real. This is Texas politics. Now, we're still talking going back six years now. Sure. So let's bring this forward. Strauss finally got enough trouble and got stupid enough that he lost that power. So you would think, yay, Joe Strauss is gone. Folks, all we did was cut the head off the Hydra. Mm -hmm. That's all we did. Because who was there? One of Joe Strauss's lieutenants was there. What was that Yahoo's name? He was before Dade Phelan. Dennis. Dennis what? Bonin. 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 Another Joe Strauss lackey lieutenant. They were yeah. part of that group that that really work with Democrats more than they do Republicans. Yes. yes, they are not doing what their constituents think. 
No, they're not at all. Ever. And and we see this. We go up to the Capitol and we see it actually physically happening. Right? Yes. We do. We see it happening. So we get rid of, uh, see, and I just lost his name, Bonin. Yes, Dennis We get Bonin. rid of Bonin. We get rid of Bonin. One, one se- was, was one session, right? Yes. yes. One session. So you go, wow, we finally beat the Strauss cadre. We finally beat the, no, we didn't. That group of Strauss lieutenants included Dade Phelan. All right? Yep. All right? Dade Phelan then became the Speaker of our House. The same history repeats itself over and over. If you're not in that little group that either migrated after Strauss, if you were not in that group, if you didn't fall in line with this, th- these rhinos these origami republicans these democrats in disguise wolves in sheep clothing then you get punished so let's say you got into the texas house i don't know six years ago right you had a choice to make you're either going to go and be a republican or you're going to go and be a strauss acolyte correct strauss bonin that team whatever you want to call them you have a choice to make, and it's a very clear choice when you get there. It, this isn't something that's secret. Anybody that's going up there to get an office knows how the leadership in the House works, mm-hmm. right? Dade feeling. So if you got into the office about six years ago or so, you would have made that choice. And if you got in bed with uh, Bonin and Strauss and Feeling about six years ago, by this time, you're the head of an important committee. But if you didn't, if you didn't get That's behind right. them, right. you're out. All right. Now, how do they repay you? If you get in bed with these guys, one of the things they do is, uh, besides give you good committees, they allow your bills to go through. Mm-hmm. Allow, and I'm not stretching, folks. That's the way it works. They allow your bills to mm-hmm. go through. They will reward you. One of the ways they will reward you is from their big cash of their big stash of cash that they have. Right. From their campaigns. From their campaigns, yes. which they can pass on. Yes, they can. So, down to today. You've got a guy named Andy Murr representing Kerr County and 16 other counties. He's been in the house about 6 years. He immediately got in bed with Strauss, mm-hmm. all of these evil people. He immediately jumped in bed with them. He has yes. been rewarded. Yes. He's been rewarded with committee chairmanships. In fact, you'll even come back and, and say, well, I'm a, I'm a chair of this important committee. you got to send me back. I'm the chair of that committee. I haven't heard him, but if I were him, that's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'd be out there right now saying, look, you can't send me home now because I'm the chairman of the blah, blah committee, mm-hmm. right? Right. I'm the chair of the Cows and Steers Committee or whatever. you got to send me back. All right? Well, good old Andy Murr has a pretty good stash of money. Let's take a look at who his top donor is. Because that will tell you who these guys are beholden to. All right, so in case you've forgotten any of the names, we went from Strauss to Bonin to Phelan. Yes. All the same bunch of yes. people who punish cloth. conservatives, who laugh at conservatives. Who is who is 
Andy Murr's top donor. Angela, drum roll. That would be Speaker Dade Phelan. Dade Phelan. How much money did he give him? A couple of thousand? Uh, no. He gave him $18,600. $18,600 from Dade Phelan. Yes, according to this re- uh, report we're looking at, the next donor gave five. The next donor gave five. So, there, that, so he is the, three and a half times more than the next donor. $18,600 from Dade Phelan, yes. who is as far from a Republican, who is as far, who is part of that coup group, Joe Strauss, mm-hmm. Bonin, Phelan, who work with, support. These are all the guys who give a third of the seats, committee seats, to Democrats mm-hmm. year in and year out, even though this is a Republican-controlled state. So if 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 um if Andy Murray is taking money from Dade Phelan, Andy Murray thinks that a third of the uh, seats should be going to Democrats. Correct. You damn right he believes that because if he didn't, if he if Dade Phelan had a said to, or if 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 Andy Murray had a said to Dade Phelan any time in the last session at the beginning of the session, by the way, we we don't want uh, uh, Democrats. On those uh, on those uh, uh, seats, Dade yeah. Phelan would have never given one red cent to Andy Murr. That's right. Andy Murr got eighteen thousand six hundred dollars on November the fifth of twenty twenty one. What? Where's Andy Murr? Andy Murr is going to do anything Dade Phelan says. And Dade Phelan is going to do nothing but suck up to the Democrats. Dade Phelan got a positive rating for one of the LGBTQ um, scorecards. Yes, he did. One of did the you only, hear me that? One Dade Phelan. Yes, Dade Phelan. One of the only Republicans. To, one of the to get only that. Republicans yes. to get that. Actually, yes. <laughs> Pete Flores. He got a good grade from the LGBT, mm-hmm. too. We're going to talk more about Pete I think Flores. There, I think there was only like three Republicans, Matt, and yeah. Dade Phelan was one of them. Dade Phelan was one of yes. them. Pete Flores, who says he wants to be your senator for oh, District God. 24, he's one of them. We're going to be spending some time talking about him. So who does Andy Murt answer to? He's going to answer to Dade Phelan. He's going to be completely continue the same crap we've seen out of Texas. Right. If everything you, if you think that Texas and the House and that they've done everything perfect in the last eight years, by God, go vote for Andy Murr because you will continue this path of mediocrity. Yes. It will continue. And listen, Matt, I talked to a lot of people out in the district, and they do not understand why we are where we are, why we continue to mutilate uh, children, mm-hmm. calling it, you know, sex. Yeah, transitioning, transitioning. or whatever. No, it's, it's mutilation of minors. They don't understand how we've gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to tell them it's because we are sending Republicans to Austin who don't think that's an important issue. Right. Andy Andy Murr's office could not answer that question in a public forum. Yeah. And why why would why would they answer that when Dave Phelan is receiving money 
from PACs who promote that. Yeah, and then passes it on. Yes. $18,600 to Andy Murr from Dade Phelan over three times the next donor. Over three times the next donor. I go down the list, three, four, five, six, and we're short on a break. So um, I go down to uh, the sixth person on that list who gave him $2,500 is Chris Patty. Chris Patty is another one of those lousy, no good rhinos. He was absolutely the mo- the worst committee chair over state affairs in this this last session. In fact, he I believe killed bill after bill Chris after Patty. bill all by himself. Yeah, in a very important position that Dade Phelan put him into, and here we go. He's giving money to Andy Murray. Of course, he is. Folks, if you don't get out and and work. <clears throat> to this, take Andy this, Murray yes, right now, election. 20, 20 days. Yes, you've got twenty days. You want that? You want that crap back up there? You want the Texas House to look like it did the last three sessions, four sessions, yeah. five sessions? Do you want the Democrats to have that much power? <clears throat> Do you want the Republican priorities to not be looked at? Then you, by golly, you go ahead. You send Andy back. Yeah, because that's what you're going to get. You're going to get. You're I gonna just get don't more believe. I just don't believe people in his district want that, and I'm glad they're there. I can't believe there, it. I, I, I don't believe they do. They I can't just believe don't that know. they want that. No, they don't know, and they do now. All right, we're way, <laughs> way, 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 way behind. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, we're going to talk about sheep and wolves clothing here in a minute. Mm-hmm. We only have a couple of minutes left to go. But I want us to tell you that. <clears throat> so you're listening to this on your truck and your radio on your truck, and you're going, holy cow, I didn't know any of that about Dade Phelan. And I didn't know any of these stories. I didn't know that uh, Andy Murr was so deeply tied into this group. And I don't think I can remember all of this to tell my friend who lives next door right. who's who's saying, well, what's wrong with Andy Murr? He's right. a really nice guy. In fact, I, Andy Murr is a really nice guy. He really is. He's a nice man. I've, I, I, we, he is a nice man. Right. But he is not the representation. That's not what, if this, but that's not what we want to hire. That's not what we're interested in hiring. Right. You are sending these people to do your work at the Capitol to take and and, uh, protect your values and your principles, and it's just not getting done, even though the person may be nice. Yeah. So here's what I'm telling you. Here's the point I'm getting to. This My radio broadcasts, they're live every day. You can get them for about a week if you go to Hill Country Patriot. Today's broadcast will be at hillcountrypatriot.com for about a week. Um, But I take these um, podcasts or these – live recordings every day i clean them up i take the weather and the news out of them and stick them up onto spotify google podcasts apple podcasts it's uh, and a few others it's called the matt long show go search for it in spotify today's show will be clearly labeled that we are discussing andy murr you will be able to pass this on to your friends yes. and tell them you can listen to this Listen to this, and any Andy Murr friends or 
if anybody out there thinks I'm making this up or lying, please have them get in touch with me. I'm a very easy person to get in touch with. My phone number is all over the place. I've had people call the radio station and say, get a message to Matt Long. I always get them. You can get me at Matt at ranchradiogroup.com through the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter. Sure. All and get in touch with me. If you think I'm a liar, if you think I'm making this up, please tell me to my face. Tell me to my face. Folks, this is not made up. This is for reals. Dade Phelan, $18,600 given to a wolf in sheep's clothing. The um, Bible talks a whole lot about wolves in sheep's clothing. And I know that the Bible is talking about Satan coming in or about the evil one coming in, but we're using this analogy that there are, and we call them rhinos, right? or we call them, I call them origami republicans. By the way, I've never heard anybody use that but me. So if you if you hear that anywhere else, it came from me. That's my origami Republicans. You can fold and bend them in any which way, form, or fashion you want to. The Bible talks about that quite a bit. Here's one in Ezekiel 13. Oh, Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the desert. She have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedge. They're saying these people haven't gone and done anything, but they're pretending to be prophets, and they Mm -hmm. haven't done a thing for you. Mm -hmm. Folks, we're about out of time. Pray for Judy Fisher and uh, that she recovers from uh, from her illness. And, uh, folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a Wednesday.